Hello everyone, welcome back to Gaming Ramble Weekly and it's business as usual this week so apologies if you didn't enjoy the last two episodes but like based on the fact that they're like the two most listened to episodes I've done then I think that actually they probably are. Um, maybe you're disappointed it's just me this week, who knows. But we're back, we had to take that break because I was super busy and I needed to get stuff done and I didn't have time to write and I have had time to write <laughs> so part three of the cyberpunk series is coming your way after this intro um, I just want to say I'd like to thank you to everyone who did listen to the spoiler cast I had a great time doing it and um, I'm going to be doing kind of an end of year pod to let you know that hopefully next year when I knuckle down more that it's going to change the format of this is all going to change um, and I'm going to be doing like hopefully one kind of discussion type podcast a month and then three of these kind of essays but listen that will all come in due course so for now just sit back um, and, and enjoy this is the rise, fall and rise again of Cyberpunk 2077 finally part 3 repairing the damage introduction the lessons of the release saga of Cyberpunk 2077 continue to be noted by developers today, with no one wanting to damage their reputation the same way that CDPR did. We have seen a trend of developers being overly cautious with the release of their game, and it is very much a common occurrence for games to be delayed. Personally, I'd rather a game be delayed and be released in perfect condition than be rushed through and released in the way Cyberpunk did. I don't know about you but I would like my PS5 to continue to work. If you're familiar with the situation CDPR currently find themselves in, or have paid attention to the title in the series, you'll know that there has been a remarkable recovery in the company's standing within the industry. Today's podcast will be looking at the work that has got, was done to get back to the industry's good books, as well as the lasting impact of the mistakes made by CDPR on other companies. Apologise first. The backlash from Cyberpunk's release was hard felt throughout the industry, with consumers and developers alike being affected by the demands of CDPR shareholders and management. It was reported by games journalist Jason Schreier that many of the development team for Cyberpunk had been going through a period of extreme crunch to get the game out for its December release date. Now for those who aren't sure, crunch is a phrase used to describe the ridiculous overtime many developers are forced to do in order to meet deadlines uncompensated. It is a worrying trend in the industry and one that really isn't talked about enough. Many devs will work anywhere from 60 to 100 hours a week during periods of crunch to get a game finished. Shire's report was a damning blow for CDPR, with more high profile failings in the company being brought to the forefront of everyone's minds. It was only a matter of time before they would have to respond. With the holiday season behind them, CDPR co-CEO Marcin Ivinsky, apologies if I've completely messed up that pronunciation, published an open apology for all to see, addressing the issues the game had. He made two main points, one being that CDPR as a company completely underestimated the size and scale of the project, especially when it came to optimising the game for both PC and last-gen consoles. Secondly, he blamed the engine for the number of bugs the game had, and claimed that in testing, nothing was seen on this scale. Notable, notable by their absence was any mention of the controversial demo build, 
and the developer crunch that at this stage was common knowledge. Did this apology begin the healing process? Absolutely not. Many, many people were quick to notice Evinsky's failure to accept any responsibility for what happened and the general consensus was that the apology was very much a PR ploy to save face rather than be genuine in any way. The backlash grew worse and worse and from my point of view at the time it was abundantly clear that this was one of the most disastrous game launches in history. Cyberpunk was supposed to be genre defining and was expected to be one of the greats. Instead, it was a lesson on how not to release a game for everyone else. Earn Trust Second One of the most interesting components of the gaming industry is the relationship between the developer and the player. Often it is the relationship that will lead to the success of a game, as those with a good track history will see more of their games sold upon release, as they can be trusted. A negative relationship will Im immediately hinder sales figures, and often studios will work hard to ensure their relationship with players is in a good place. The damage dealt by Cyberpunk's release was severe to say the least, with CDPR's reputation and relationship with players completely changing overnight. Work, therefore, had to be done to get the players back on side, and with Avinsky's poor apology doing the company no favours, it was time for CDPR to be fully transparent with how they intended to handle Cyberpunk's future. Releasing a roadmap to recovery, the company indicated that the game was going to require at least 8 updates during 2021, 4 patches and 4 hotfixes, and had initially announced the next-gen update for the game would be available by the end of 2021. This was then pushed back to early 2022 to allow for final testing and any additional bugs, bug fixes. It seemed that maybe, just maybe, lessons had been learned, or maybe simply, they were learning to take their medicine for their previous failures. Cyberpunk finally made its way back to the PlayStation Store in June 2021, however, it came with a warning. On the product page, it warned the player that the PS4 version of the game was unlikely to work on a PS4, which is just... The fact that you have to say that on a game has never been seen and I would like to think will never be seen again. And essentially consumers shouldn't buy the game on a PS4. As of writing this warning has been removed. Admittedly we're 18 months on from this first being displayed on the PlayStation Store. And a lot of work has been done to get the game back to a respectable place. Redeem yourself third. I'm going to jump forward slightly in time to September 2022. The industry had changed a lot since December 2020, with game delays being an almost regular occurrence and not unwelcome in my view. Studios were afraid of making the same mistakes that came from Cyberpunk and more often than not, games would be pushed back by 6 months to ensure the best product would be released. Award winning titles such as Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok were both delayed and in doing so allowed for the vital final flourishes to be completed. September saw the release of Cyberpunk Edgerunners, a 10-part anime series set in the world of Cyberpunk 2077, but a standalone title that didn't intervene with the story of the game in any way and explored the lives of new original characters. Much like the League of Legends-inspired series Arcane, Edgerunners was a huge hit on Netflix, praised for the themes it explored and the way in which its story was told. At the same time, Cyberpunk 2077 was on scale too, and I put this in air quotes, celebrate the release of Edgerunners, and at just £20, it was hard not to consider picking it up. Edgerunners was largely responsible for displaying just how intriguing the cyberpunk setting was, and in a way, <clears throat> helped to put the idea of the potential of the game back into the minds of players. I must admit, I haven't watched Edgerunners, because I'm not really an anime person, 
but I had always wondered what Cyberpunk would be like, especially almost two years on from its release. So I fell for the trap, and I decided to purchase the game myself, despite the fact that I historically am not a fan of first-person shooters and had never been interested in the game pre-release. I know, I know, you can roll your eyes, I understand. <laughs> I will tell you my thoughts on the game next week, but the point is that I was not alone in this way of thinking at all. In fact, CDPR reported in September that Cyberpunk had sold 20 million copies and that during the release of Edge Runners, the game was being played by 1 million players every day for over a week. These are monstrous numbers for any game, and I can't think of a time when a game would bounce back so well from such a huge fall. Cyberpunk had in many ways been redeemed, and although the saga of its release should never be forgotten, its redemption arc proves that it's possible to come back from the lowest of beginnings. And learn from your mistakes. The public trust of CDPR has also seen a shift, and while many are right to remain cautious, it is clear that there is excitement surrounding this company once more. A lot of the credit does have to be placed at the feet of the company, who have patiently taken their time to fix the game into a state where it is playable, and are exciting fans of their plans for the future. There is no mistaking that what was done was unforgivable, and I personally feel that they have a lot of work to do when it comes to gaining trust, and certainly how they handle reviews for future titles will be interesting to see unfold. In October 2022, CDPR announced what the future holds for them as they began expanding out of Poland and having bases in various locations in America. It was announced that The Witcher would get a new trilogy, as well as two other standalone titles set in the Witcher universe, and most interestingly, developed by third-party studios. It was also announced that Cyberpunk 2077 was getting a fully-fledged sequel, in which CDPR stated that they hoped to unleash the full potential that the world of Cyberpunk has to offer. And finally, it was announced that CDPR would be working on a new original IP codenamed Hadar? Hadar? It's spelt H-A-D-A-R. I have no idea how you say it. It's like Radar with an H. The announcement didn't stop there, with the Game Awards being the perfect place to show a new trailer for DLC expansion Phantom Liberty to be added to Cyberpunk 2077 in 2023. And it was here that CDPR announced that Idris Elba would play a starring role in the expansion, highlighting they are still a huge player in the industry. The redemption arc of Cyberpunk is unlike anything we've ever seen, and the idea that this game would recover to the point that the company has been able to bring in another huge box office actor to the project is something we never would have predicted when the game released in 2020. And it's clear that CDPR are actually trying, and as the subtitles of this podcast have said, they executed the perfect redemption plan. Apologise first, earn trust second, redeem yourself third, and finally... Learn from your mistakes. Cyberpunk's a fascinating case study, it really is, and it's something that I think, come five, ten years down the line, will be studied by many, many different people in, in the industry as to A, how not to release a game, but also B, if you do manage to find yourself at that point, there is always a way back. And I think the whole impact that this has had on the industry is, is just huge. Um, so thank you for sticking with me. I'm sorry that it took so long to get the third part out. Um, but there we are. So, so far, I have managed to avoid giving any opinion on the game. 
and everything that I have t talked about in the first three weeks is just straight facts. There's no opinion, really, which is quite a, a different change of pace for me because the whole point of the Ramble Weekly was that it was opinion-based. But I thought this was an interesting case study. I wanted to put my thoughts out there. But next week, I'm going to be doing my review of the game. Um, talking about Cyberpunk. Uh, and actually, now, finally, you will actually get my opinion on the game itself. As I said in this podcast today, um, whenever, and I will mention this next week, but the thing about Cyberpunk that's so fascinating for me is um, just the overall, playing the game knowing what happened is something that I was trying to avoid. I'm trying to be quite, um, when I'm looking at the game, I'm trying to just look at the game itself without all the context behind it. Anyway, whatever we do next week, you'll see that it's very, very difficult to do that. But for now, you know, it's run up to Christmas. So I hope you have a good week. Don't be slipping on the ice out there. Alright? <laughs> and next week's podcast will be the last one, obviously, before Christmas. And then there will be a break. So there won't be a podcast on the 28th. Or maybe the week after. It might be a two-week break for Christmas. And then we'll be back. And I'll be doing a 2022 gaming year in review. Hopefully with a couple of guests. And that'll be a sit down for an hour and a half or so podcast. But anyway, until then, don't slip, don't die, and uh, get your Christmas presents sorted because I said so. Right? Bye!